Hello and welcome to the program. I'm Eric Winaldo. This is For the Win. And today we get to discuss the corrupt world of soccer. Isn't it great to be a part of the way things work these days? But you know what I'm talking about. The UEFA Champions League draw has transpired. I can explain the details at why one of the balls was not in the appropriate basket. And then it got a little nutty. So originally... The Champions League draw came out, and we had fixtures like Benfica uh, and Real Madrid. We had Chelsea, Lille, and they got they got them again. By the way, Chelsea got them twice, right? So PSG had Manchester United. They realized that they've made the mistake. Inter had Ajax. Uh, Sporting had Juventus, and now it's all a wash. They had to start over, and now PSG gets Real Madrid, which is really, in my opinion, the only fixture that that stands out as something that you might want to pay attention to i mean enter and, and liverpool have some teeth but villarreal and juventus sorry don't care boring atleti gets manchester united so that was uh, manchester united and all the people representing ronaldo start pumping out the stats on his his antics and the way that he has played over the years against atleti especially with his time in real madrid it's something ridiculous like 25 goals and 34 games and four hat tricks and crazy stuff. Benfica gets Ajax, which is interesting. Let's see if Holler can continue on his hot run. And Bayern gets Salzburg. And Bayern's going to just take the over on that one. I'm in Vegas. They're going to absolutely destroy Salzburg. Salzburg has absolutely no shot. How are we doing out there? We all right? Cool. Some really beautiful people are waving to me from outside. The, uh, I think I'm going to start doing that. During the program, if I see somebody that walks past that looks interesting and or Looks like they might know something about soccer, football. If somebody wears a jersey, Cole, let's just make a point of that. Bang on the glass and tell me that if somebody walks past, Cole's my producer over there, so in case you didn't know. If somebody walks past in a a soccer jersey, let's just start a conversation with them, and then it will just be all hand signals because they uh, they can hear me, but I I cannot hear them. But either way, the Champions League – Looks like it's going to pan out to our final eight being the teams that we expect to be there. Outside of that, I think Ajax gets through. I think, I think Manchester United actually beats Atleti. I, I don't like the, what's going on over there. I think Simeone's struggling. It will be a great battle, but I think Manchester United prevails. I think Juventus gets past Villarreal. Chelsea gets past Lille. Liverpool gets past Inter. Bayern crushes Salzburg. Man City gets past Sporting. And then the interesting one, Real Madrid or PSG. Who's going to show up for that? What a great day for Ancelotti. But then again, Ancelotti could play virtually anybody at this point, and he's formally been their coach. I still will maintain that Bayern Munich is your champion. That would be uh, the direction I would go. But I had to get that off my chest. I, I just, you know, UEFA is getting destroyed right now for getting this wrong. What is it? I, I, started, the, I started with that with, with the C word, corrupt. Is, is it really corrupt? Probably. You know, I, I hate to say that out loud. It probably is. But there's so much more to talk about. I will not go into Ralph Reinick today. I have been talking about that man too much. Don't want to talk about him. One nothing, they, they won again, one nothing. Ronaldo saved the day. Um, and, and Derek Ray is, is correcting everybody on their pronunciation of how to say Ralph Reinick. No, it's Ralph Reinick. Who cares? We, we're not, we're not going to try and, we're not gonna try and uh, get it perfect. And I don't think he cares either way. So that's it. That's it for him. Good. We're done with Reinick. We can all wait for the next press conference where we can get, you know, bored to death. Uh, the Pulisic, uh, I'm going to say Pulisic. I'm not going to say Pulisic. By the way, it's Modric, Rakitic, Kovacic, 
You know, just because some guy in Pennsylvania doesn't know how to say Pulisic or Pulisic and say, what's your name there, Pulisic? And that's, then it's stuck. That's not, uh, that's not something I'm going to, you know, to continue to say. Anyway, the kids from Croatia, all right, it's, it's Pulisic. Can we just all get over that? Why is that so hard? But the rumors this week, Mundo Deportivo, are basically saying that we might see a move here. Now, we all know that our, the American star is not getting enough time. He's fallen out of favor. Maybe he's not even fallen out of favor. It's just Tuchel is not sure whether this guy is going to be able to stay healthy long enough. We saw that through the, the, the World Cup qualifiers, how they had to manage his minutes to make sure that it wasn't something that put him in harm's way. But there's a, they've got a lot of options. So these rumors have now surfaced that there's a good chance he might be going to Barcelona. Now, there's a couple of people on Twitter who know me, who have had private conversations with me, who have been asking me incessantly, play, oh, where do you think he should go? Where do you think he should, where do you think I sh- where do I think he should go? Barcelona. It's not even I there's nowhere else on the planet that I could say has even come close to that. And my reasons oh, I mean Xavi's the coach by the way. Why wouldn't you want to be a part of that? Xavi has basically come out and said that there's a couple of guys that are not on his wish list and when we get to January, he wants to make some moves. The things that that are being reported out of Mundo Deportivo, I'm not entirely sure they know what the hell they're talking about because, and this is why we call it a rumor, because they've also put Espirla Cueta and uh, Antonio Rudiger on that list. Now, Rudiger (laughs) is now now rumored to be on the 400,000 a week list. Okay, that's just so silly. And if you wonder why some of these clubs are, are financially unstable, it's because that, that numbers like that, that, there's no way in hell that anybody in their right mind would pay that much money for a central defender. It's just stupid. It's like so far stupid, I, I don't even know what else to say. But, I, but the reason why I'm saying this is because I, I don't think Barcelona can afford that. And, the, you know, Espila Cuates, who was the captain, essentially, of Chelsea Football Club, he hasn't fallen out of favor. That's not, it's just a wish list, right? It, it's just an idea that, Hey, can we get this done? Now, the idea of someone, I, 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 it won't, probably won't be Espilacuate. It'll be Kovacic. He'll, he'll probably go. That guy's been to Spain before. He understands what he's getting into. And I think he'd be a very good fit. And by the way, do, do your homework on this. These agents with the Croatian players that keep ending up going to Barcelona, there's a history there. They like it over there. And they would love Christian Pulisic. Now, I actually think this is a really good idea. Really, really good idea. For multiple reasons. He's going to get more time. He's going to be in a different environment. He's going to be, you know, most of it, and if you wanted to really get on the marketing side of this, um, with some of the, you know, the, the idea of, of what this would look like, what, what is it, what is a Xavi team going to look like? The fact that Xavi's interested him in the, in the first place is great. But I think that this, this is a scenario where he'll go on loan. He'll go on loan. And he'll get more minutes. He's in a warm climate. He's, he's going to think about that, trust me. I mean, that rain's coming down sideways right now. It might even be hail. It's hard to get out of bed every day and get in a good mood when at this time of year. That might, that might factor in as well. But I don't think people in America know. They will just say, wow, our best player, if you will, plays for FC Barcelona. Just the sound of it. On the marketing side, I think what's going to happen here is just, is they're going to make it make sense. He's going to make more money. He's going to be more of a global brand. Think in that sense, 
I think his agent and his dad is going to be completely behind this. Does he want to completely sever ties with, with Chelsea? I, I don't think so. I don't think so. So I think we're looking at a loan for two reasons. It's a better move. It's more playing time for Christian. And yeah, the reality is Barcelona can't afford to wipe their ass right now. Well, they can afford to wipe their ass, but maybe not twice. So they're, they're in a shitbox. We all know that. We could go into that for days. We could talk about how, how the, you know, the, the realities of what the Super League meant. That was just you know, the, the biggest names in the game get to play against each other and they get to capitalize on, the, on just a bunch of naive people who think that, that this is real and there's no relegation. It's just, we're just going to play in a Super League. God, that was a dumb idea. Dumb, dumb, diddy dumb. It's not going to happen, so don't worry about it. But I want to know what you think. So hit me on that one because I'm, I'm you know, whether regardless of what Mundo Deportivo thinks, uh, I, I, and, you know, some of the stuff that gets reported out, I, I know that I was ahead of the game with this whole Las Vegas rumor. And if you missed my interview with uh, the great Max Bretos uh, on, his, on his podcast, go check that out. Go check that out. Well, you can't see us. You can hear us. But he was drinking Modelo, and I was drinking a really expensive bottle of red wine. Things got out of hand. Would suggest that the San Jose fans don't listen to that, probably, especially if you're an Almeida fan, because uh, I'm not a fan. That might be hard for San Jose Earthquake fans to hear, but I don't care. That's the reality. That's the truth. And uh, at some point, you people got to wake up and realize that that guy ain't what he, you think he is. He's like the, he's like the uh, Bob Dylan song, with the guy with the Siamese cat on his shoulder. He's that guy. After he robs you and steals you of everything that you have and you realize, oh my God, I was completely wrong. As a fan, as a guy that played for the club, cares about the club, I hope that doesn't happen. Boy, I went off on a tangent there. All right, there's a couple other things going on. I got to talk about this guy, Mino Rayola. As an agent, man, oh man, is this guy having fun. I mean, I've had several conversations with uh, sporting directors and, and head coaches and presidents of clubs that say that this guy just walks. You know, he's Erling Holland's uh, agent at the moment. And he's just sitting back with a cigar just waiting for somebody to get stupid. And somebody eventually will. We call it the stupid season for a reason. In January, we're going to see some big moves. And it's going to be interesting to see how it all pans out. Now, it's not going to just affect, you know, Christian uh, Pulisic's of the world. It's going to affect uh, other players. And Erling Holland is on, a, is on a hot streak. It's actually tapered down a little bit. I mean, if, the, if we we're going off the theory of strike when the iron's hot, it was probably two months ago. But he's looking for a big, uh, a big payday. And anybody that can figure out how to still have Zlatan Ibrahimovic underneath your wing and to, to be managing and to get along and to have that guy's trust because he's not an easy guy to get along with. And he's not afraid to tell you that uh, I'm great and you suck. That's kind of his, his whole mojo. There's going to be some movement. I think Obama Young is going to be on that list. I mean, he is just now, if you're an Arsenal fan, you're paying attention to this. Not entirely sure what the infraction is, but the statement from the club, the following the latest disciplinary breach, uh, he will be no longer our club captain. And, you know, Mikel Arteta, who was formerly a club captain, you know, probably puts a lot of, of weight into that. But let's, it'll be interesting to see where he goes. He's making a ton of money. But when you act, and, and this, is, this is part of it. I mean, and, you know, I just mentioned uh, Mino Riola, who's one of the biggest agents in the world. I mean, he, he, he had Balotelli. 
We all know how that is. It's just, you know, I, I don't think I would want to be Balotelli's agent because I, I just know that every morning the phone's going to ring and it's not going to be good. Phone's going to ring. And the first thing you say is, as you, you know, you wipe the sleep sand out of your eyes, what did he do now? And what did he do now? Because <laughs> it's, it's just a nightmare. You know, the other one, uh, Deli Ali uh, at, at Hotspur, Tottenham, he, he might be someone that makes a move. And, you know, Levy is now uh, the, the chairman, Daniel Levy. We all know who he is. Uh, he has is kind of softened that block, if you will, on uh, talking to Deli Ali. He's only 25 years old. He's, he, had a, he had a pretty good run there you would say, but he's now playing for Antonio Conte, which means uh, exude dif- discipline or there's the door. So I, I think there's the door has already presented itself. I don't like Deli Ali. I think he's a punk. I think he's an overpaid punk. I really do. I don't care what his hair looks like. I think he's had a couple of great goals and then we, uh, people were getting crazy about it, saying he's the next, uh, he's the next coming of a, a Thierry Henry. I don't think that this kid's that good. And his attitude is horrible. So I've said this before, but here's your hat. What's your hurry? There's the door. We'll see you later. Uh, I do like, you know, but there are certain coaches within the league, within the EPL, that might be interested. And then there's always the idea that uh, you make your way to Spain. I, I, you know, I'll tell you right now, there's no way Deli Ali ever goes to Italy. He's just not, he's just not, doesn't have the discipline for that place. You know, it has an effect on you because the Italians do things differently. It, I love that the fact that Weston McKinney went there because it calmed his ass down as well. Threw a couple parties, got in trouble, had to be reprimanded, and now he's starting to figure out that, oh, hey, they pay me a lot of money to be professional. Maybe I should stick to that. And going back to Manchester United, there's a couple of ideas that are floating around right now. De Jong's on, on, uh, on a couple of people's lists, which, which, which is interesting. But... Um, Marshall might be out the door. I, and I think that's good. I love that the agent is saying, well, he, we've expressed an interest to leave. <laughs> Great. Goodbye. Oh, man. I think I said this before with Ralph Ryder. It's just going to be a different, a different mentality in there. And it's and, you know, the, the Deli Ali's of the world. They, they, and and Marshall, hey, I'm a star. Treat me like one. Yeah, no. Just... Check your ego at the door. I mean, one of the, one of the realities of, of the NFL, for example, is and you see this all the time. You know, you see that with, with, with you know, like maybe a, a guy like Urban Meyer who's being introduced to the world of professional football. And that, and, and, and that shit doesn't fly with people that are making more money than you. We saw it actually, you know, I guess you could say it was Saban. It was the same thing in Miami. It wasn't like he had a losing record. It's just that, that you have to talk to people differently. And the, the modern player has changed so much that these guys are so needy. They're so concerned about their brands that they, uh, they act up way too much. And some of that stuff would just not fly at Manchester United. Pogba is the other one on the list. We all know that. Uh, I had said before that, that Mata and Matic, great players, they're not going to stick around. The reason why they got some playing time the other day against young boys in the Champions League is because they're being shopped. So don't get married to the idea that those two are sticking around, meaning Matic and, and, and Mata. But Pogba is certainly, certainly on the phone, which is sad, you know? I, it was sad. I wish that guy didn't have the ego that he had. But the truth is, he won a World Cup. He won a lot in, in Juventus. And, and 
you know, it's it's an interesting thing when with with guys that are that are, that feel that they deserve a big payday, and then they get it, and then it's, you know, I'm going off of what I used to be, not what what I'm doing now, and I would love to see him apply himself in a in a Ryanick system of play. That would be wonderful to see, but I just don't think he has the uh, the fortitude to do that. Uh, the other, I guess, the other interesting, if you watched the EPL this past weekend. Again, the beautiful people. There they go. Love you too. So um, there's the people outside. Uh, they just blew me a kiss. How about that? Must be Christmas time. I, if you were paying attention to the EPL, all the games were decided in really odd fashion. You know, so United beats Norwich, and, they, and you saw the penalty kick. It was a penalty kick. It was a dumb play. They lost one of their defenders. Forgot his name. But he, he, he was their captain to a shoulder injury. Man, I felt for that guy, though. Because you fall down and you, hit and, you, and you bust your shoulder like that, that's the next... Because they, they tell you, well, we can't surgically repair that. It's the AC joint. But you're not going to sleep for the next four months. I mean, I, four weeks. It's, it's, it's going to be horrible just seeing him in the, in the sling. Anyway, but they, they made a bad choice. They make a bad play. Ronaldo gets the, uh, the penalty kick, sticks in the back of the net, and they went on a penalty kick. Now, how did Man City win? They win one nothing. Ryan Sterling converts a penalty. His 100th goal, by the way, in the EPL. Congratulations there. And then Chelsea gets in a, in a pissing battle with, uh, with Leeds. If you saw some of those antics after the game, if you, saw, if you saw the sporting director for Leeds attack some people at the stand, that was great. That was great. Some people say, okay, that's, that's unacceptable, the loss of composure, whatever. Other people say, oh, find a guy that has that kind of passion. Another beautiful person. Here she is. Man, it's just beautiful people all day long. Probably should have showered for this gig, guys. <laughs> I'm just a dad, man. I, 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 if I told you my day, you wouldn't, you, know, you wouldn't believe it. And then Liverpool, of course. You know, they get past Aston Villa, which was an interesting uh, homecoming for Steven Gerrard, come back to Anfield. Masala scores uh, the winning penalty. It, he actually, I'm a big fan or a proponent of, of when you are fouled, you shouldn't take the penalty. Uh, but that wasn't the case on a couple of these. I always, I always am fearful that it's just too much. And some, some coaches will make a rule there. But so Liverpool get the penalty. Chelsea get the penalty to get past Leeds. Rudiger you know, wins two penalty for Chelsea. I mean, when you really are trying to put yourself in the shop window, give the guy some credit, man. Just you know, pumped his way forward and started creating opportunities for his team. I'm still not worth 400000 Nobody is. Nobody's worth 400000 a week. 400000 a week. Four hundred thousand a week. I used to make four hundred thousand a year, and and I and I thought, yeah, 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 that's great. That's a really good living. To pay these guys four hundred thousand a week, that is just absolutely absurd. So anyway, so Liverpool, Chelsea, uh, United, and City all get past their opponents with penalty kicks. And then today, uh, we have some we have some teams in action. But if you've been following what happened with uh, Manchester United, it looks like everybody showed up the next day with COVID. You know, they're going through the second test, but I think the decision was made to postpone that game against Brentford. Rightly so. Rightly so. A couple of things to report, and I'm only doing this because I love the Bundesliga. I love it. I love it to death. I, I watched what happened to our friend Jesse Marsh, and Tedesco has now taken over his, his, uh, his post there with, with Leipzig. Tedesco, you might remember from Schalke. So that's, you know, if you, if, you, if you really are being, if you're really paying attention, connect the dots. Tedesco was at Schalke, same time that Ryanick was hiring people, so it's, it's, a, it's a face from the past. 
But Leipzig gets a, a four to one win over Gladbach. Now before you start celebrating that, like wow, Leipzig is is so much different without the likes of Jesse Mars. It's really it's really on this occasion Gladbach. They came in into this one taking six in their previous game, so they're not in the best of form. Uh, the other uh, the games of notice, uh, well, I noticed where where Mainz gets ahead on Bayern, and then Bayern just became Bayern right in front of our eyes. They win the game two to one, so they they continue to be the front runner. And then a game that meant a lot to me. My former club, Fawafel Bochum, they get the draw against Dortmund. They had him, man. They had him 1 0. You know, Rice is my, my former, um, that's R E I S, Rice. That's not Reese. We say Reese here, but it's Rice over there. Uh, he's a former t- a, a teammate of mine. He was a left back when I was at Bochum. Klaus Topmuller was our manager. He's, he's doing a really good job. I think he had him at eighth until Dortmund fell the back of the net. Now they're in 11th. Still good to see, though. Still very good to see. The other one was Frankfurt, uh, just piling it on Leverkusen. But I mean, going back to Leipzig, a lot of people on, you said, this is what happens when you literally translate German. Es macht Spaß, is what Fußball should be. What that means is it, it was fun to play. You know, it's something that you say a lot, and that's something that people don't really translate into English because everybody assumed that just because the players would come out and say it was fun to play again meant did not mean that it's fun to play because Jesse Marsh is gone. That is something that you say all the time. And it, and it, it is, it's, we shouldn't read into that. So a lot of people say, oh, so disrespectful. This kid's as much Spaß Fußball should be. That doesn't mean that he's having a shot at his former manager. It just doesn't. So it's just stop it with that. I saw a bunch of people on Twitter having a go and saying you know, that that was out of line. It really wasn't. It really wasn't. It's, German's a weird language. We went over this before. There's a lot of things you, you, you have to understand about the, the, just the grammar alone. It's all over the place. Because you, know, you have to wait for the, the, the negative is usually at the end, so that, you know, that's why that Germans will wait till the end before they know whether you like them or not. But I think that that will be an interesting, um, an interesting deal with Leipzig. Leipzig is, is a team that's underperforming. I think it was 14 games that, that Jesse Marsh lasted. And there's a lot of speculation about where he will land. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to, to... I'm laughing because he's been through this before. Jesse and I talked about it when he lost his job in Montreal. Very quickly, too. He just wasn't a good fit. And then he was, he was you know, you know, a couple of months into a contract that uh, they still had, had owed him money. So his agent, there's a guy named Ron Waxman, who also represents Bob Bradley and a few others, uh, he, he did well there. Got him a guaranteed contract for three years, and then he was done after eight or nine months. So what, what ends up happening is you get to travel the world with your kids uh, on somebody else's bill because you're still getting paid. It's a great gig. It just happened again. Jesse Marsh, you son of a bitch. You lucky son of a bitch. Because he doesn't, he's, in, he's in no hurry to go find another job. I wish he was. But I think he's going to sit back, enjoy a pint, observe, and wait. And that's smart. That's smart. When you can afford to do that, somebody owes you a couple million dollars and they give it to you to, just to go away. That's a cool deal. What am I talking about? I did the same thing. The same thing happened to me with ESPN. <laughs> so, and I remember it. I remember it was great. It was, it was great. So like, so you, you have to pay me and I don't have to work anymore. That's great. It's a good deal. Uh, Italy, not much to talk about. Barcelona um, did get a draw. They have, the issue with Barcelona will continue to be that they're still five points out 
of a Champions League spot right now. Right now. That is unreal. Just the state that they're in right now. You know, Ronald Koeman thought that it was, it was about, you know, doing, you know, a Dutch version of Ralph Ranick over there at Barcelona. I'm going to balance the book, get some results with some younger players, and it just didn't fly. And so if you really think about it, it's kind of funny, right? Because Ronald Koeman was, was kind of the, the he was the uh, Gunnar Schoeschall of, of, of Barcelona. I mean, he's like an old face, the guy that played here, a guy that knows the, he knows the joint, he, he speaks the language, let's go. And it didn't work. So then, it's, it, you know, with, with Manchester United, they go a completely different direction with their plan. And they, and they give it to a German who is going to, to, to really change, totally restructure the way they do things over there. But Barcelona doubled down. They kept it in-house and they brought in uh, Xavi. And I really, I'm, I'm just really curious to see how this all, all plays out. Because it's going to be cool. All right, and lastly, because I haven't brought it up yet, Major League Soccer has, has a champion. And our champion is New York. How about that? Now, you know what's, what's, um, what's this is kind of, this is kind of, I, I, I feel like a kind of a dick because I did not really do my homework. I wasn't paying attention to New York. I didn't think I needed to. I, I really didn't. I, I, I thought that this, this season was going to come and go and there would be a champion, and I would know everybody involved. And guess what? I was on the broadcast a couple of days ago, and I, we were just getting ready to crown a champion in Major League Soccer. And I, honest to God, hand on my heart, forgot who the manager of New York City was. I literally, I'm, I'm like... I just don't know right now. I feel horrible. And then, of course, as uh, karma is a bitch, I'm the one that uh, uh, ends up having to deal. And eat, you know, not eating crow. I just, I just, I literally forgot who Ronnie was. It's Ronnie Delia, by the way. So, and and if you missed it after it was over, uh, the I think he's Norwegian. Took off all his clothes in front of the fans. All the way down to his underwear, did some push-ups, and then grabbed the, grabbed the trophy and held it up. And it's actually a, a legendary moment, if you're really being honest. But if you watch the end of the game, and I would encourage anybody to do this, is the emotion that piled out of that man. That's what won me over. That's really what won me over. To see him completely break down. To completely just lose and, and control and, and cry just openly cry and and to me that you know when you realize what that meant to him in that moment right i mean he's, he's managed at celtic he's been other places but he's he, he essentially just just let it go and and the game itself was poor um you know Cassianos gets the gets the goal uh, to put him up there's a Chances back and forth. You can it, it, Portland's goal was debatable. It's in four minutes into extra time. It's clearly a foul. Um, Mark Clattenburg, uh, the you know who we remember from the EPL, is now the uh, 
the expert analysis uh, analysis comes from him in regards to what should have happened because there was really no far. And even he thought it was a foul, and, and a lot of other people didn't. Robin Frazier, who was the coach of uh, the Colorado Rapids, was on the on the desk. Congratulations to him on that. It's not easy to do. He actually did fairly well for his first time on camera. He thought it wasn't a foul. He just thought the guy was going for the ball, which reminds me that some of these guys just sometimes, whether they're trying to say something or you know invoke a reaction, sometimes they just don't know the game. Sorry, Robin, you're wrong. That was a foul. There's no, <laughs> it's a foul. Play should have stopped. Morris should never have the goal. So I guess in in, in essence, justice for NYCFC because they deserved it. Uh, they were clearly a, a team that got hot at the right time. And that's, that's just the way playoffs work. Uh, but, but again, going back to the emotions that we saw out of this man and then the, the antics after, you know, it was great. I called it Viking promises. You know, Vikings are different people. I've got a couple of, you know, Swedish and Norwegian friends who, who um, hey, they're proud of that Viking shit. They'll, they'll run through a wall and crack their head open and, Keep going. Yeah, I hurt myself. Keep moving. That's just that's just that's their mentality. But I, I thought I thought that that was a great day for NYCFC. So congratulations uh, congratulations to them. Uh, I am sad to a certain extent for my friend uh, Gio Savarese, who is uh, a wonderful human being. Uh, I'd like to see him manage somewhere else. To be honest, I think that uh, he would enjoy it somewhere else. My reasons for that are are really the culture that exists up there. I think that's. Uh, He's had success everywhere he's been, and I'd like to see him go somewhere else, somewhere a little more, more sunny. You know, it's, it's, it's raining right now in Portland. I guarantee you that. Either way, uh, the MLS is over, and now we get into the, this is a kooky time too. You're gonna, what you'll start seeing in the next couple of days, just because you know, the, the, the January window is happening, there's so many different rules in Major League Soccer that you're going to see a bunch of trades and a bunch of allocations and mock drafts and, and re-entry drafts and I mean, you really got to know your stuff when it comes to this time of year because we've already seen some movement. I think Burnberry went to, to Nashville. There's a couple of other players. I think it might have been Zubik who, who, who from L.A. went to Nashville. So Nashville's making some moves. So Gary Smith has been a little bit busy. And you'll start to see LAFCs moving people out, making money, and that's, that's, you know, that's expected. But this is going to be a, a very unique time for Major League Soccer. I think, I think when you look at I, I mentioned him earlier, like Mino Riola, that these are agents who are, who are making... 10 million or a per, every time they make a transfer. These agents are, are worth hundreds of millions of dollars now because of the, the player movement. What's happening now in Major League Soccer is to a certain extent, the business of soccer is, is, is finally happening. I'm not in total agreement with it. I have my own eye. I, I look at, I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus right now, but you look at some of the players that come into this league and you look at how they're touted as, well, he could have signed at River Plate or Boca, but now we've got him. No, he couldn't. No, that's just what they told you, dummy. And that's what you can sell to the American people because, you know, MLS fans have proven already that they're willing to take a, a second bite of chocolate-covered shit sometimes. So if you really think that that's real, then go ahead. You know, that's fine. That guy wouldn't play in the third division in Germany, in my opinion. But we're going to say that's where we're spending our TAM money. This is where we're going to allocate our, our resources to, to get a guy that's going to score goals in this league and you know most of the time they don't and most of the time the only people making money and laughing in their big toe as my mom used to say are these agents who have confused people who don't know the difference anyway that this guy isn't really would have never been able to play for river plate 
uh, or Penarol or one of the, the bigger teams down in South America, but they say that he is, and then somebody gets on the phone and lies. Somebody believes that, and then we spend $6 million to get a player who's uh, probably worth one-tenth of that. But hey, Major League Soccer, that's how you do stuff. Either way, congratulations to NYFC. And congratulations to Portland, too, uh, for getting there. Uh, I'm done for today. That's it. I got to move. I got games to watch. I got stuff to do and kids to pick up at school very briefly. But because it is, I think they're having a half day today, which I don't know why. I haven't had a chance to talk to my wife yet, but I'm looking forward to the holidays. We will be doing something a little different. So if you're listening to this one, pay attention to Twitter and what, what we're going to try to do is to be a little bit more engaging. I'm going to just basically throw it out there, mailbag it, and say, if you guys have something that you want me to talk about on the program, hit me. Hit me. You can find me at Eric Winalda, at Eric Winalda on Twitter and uh, Winalda11.com. Uh, all those uh, ideas will be welcome. I think we'll, get, uh, we'll just treat it like Christmas. It's a, it's a bag of ideas. It's a bag of thoughts, and we'll just treat them as gifts. And then I'll, I'll get to, uh, to bring up your name on the program and engage possibly even in a conversation. Who knows? We'll see where it takes us. Either way, I'm done for today. Enjoy uh, the rest of your week. Enjoy the games. Enjoy the world. Be nice out there. Be good human beings. And we'll hear you next time.